Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Sorry, I didn't have a snappy, snappy little two-second one-liner here for that little that little gap in the intro. This is the Dry Line Farmer Podcast, and we are glad everybody's listening in once again. I am your host, Brent Carlson, and with me, as always, is my good co-host, Landon Lantost. Hey, what's, what's going on, Brent? Man, it's going pretty good. It's well, it's going as good as it can be expected at this point. We're still uh, still complaining about weather all the time, but you know what? There's a line of thunderstorms that's coming and uh, here this evening. Landon, what did you call it, Landon? The Hereford Gap. So the Hereford Gap is shaping up nicely. Yeah, it's really it's a, it's a nice. Uh, apparently we apparently they ought to re, they ought to change the name of Hereford to Moses because man, he can split that bitch like no crazy no crazy other Jew could ever could. But uh, so yeah, we'll see how that turns out. We'll know how it turns out. It ain't gonna turn out good. Hey, before we go any further, we want to mention you just keep following us there on Twitter. You're going to find all our downloads here on at Trader Brent. That's where you're going to find the uh, when the podcast drops. Most every time it's going to be a Wednesday morning, and um, in case we have some kind of uh, important thing come up, like you know we got to go play nine holes or something. But nonetheless, it's always going to be there. And also, you know, Apple Podcasts, that's iTunes, Google Play, and I finally had I went ahead and bit the bullet, land, and I'm paying the fifteen dollars a month, and we're on SoundCloud again. So uh, apparently, thirty get megs of storage doesn't get you very far when you do a thirty-minute podcast every week. It gets you, from what I, it gets you a week. So uh, I had uh, that one back in November hanging out there on SoundCloud. It was up in the cloud, if you were, if you were. That doesn't make any sense. As it were, back to the show. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're all over the place when it comes to the media. You just keep looking. Try us out. Check out our website too. It's drylinefarmerpodcast.lipson.com. Uh, I don't know if many people are going in there and looking at it, but we're there. And also, hey, if you got an email, we've got an email address. It's drylinefarmerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I don't even know if Landon's ever, I don't think he even knows the web, web address for the, or the email address for that. I think I should send in a review. Uh, you probably send me some mail enhancement emails, is probably what you, or a pyramid. <laughs> I guess a mail enhancement email and a pyramid scheme is kind of the same. It's kind of redundant, isn't it? <laughs> it's not a pyramid, it's a triangle. Well, yeah, it's more like a cheese wheel. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're all over the internet, man. And uh, even on the, you know, even on those sites, the, the dark web, that's not racist. Today, we're talking a little a little closer to farmland talk this week. You know, we've done some, you know, we've rated the Golden Girls and ranked them. And last week we did our paranormal dating site. And to just a little public service announcement, that thing already crashed as soon as that podcast dropped last week. And we weren't able to get it back up. So if you look it up, it's not going to be there. You're going to get a site 404 error, whatever it's called. So uh, that kind of was a big flop. So we had to go back to farming. But this week... All you farmers are, you know, most everybody, unless you're one of those special guys that didn't have an operating note, and I envy you and hope to be there one day. 
But you're going into that banker's office, and um, you're asking for that operating note to renew it, to uh, look it over. So he wants, what does he want, Leon? Your finances, he wants your financial statements, your tax returns. Your soul. Your soul, your firstborn, um, and, uh, you know, your passport, just so you can't leave the country during during irrigation season. So, uh, but... We just we we did a little thinking, and we decided, you know, what may hinder the process of you getting that note renewed. So this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about bad ways to enter your banker's office when you're when you're going into there to renew that operating note. This is gonna this is gonna cover all the bases of appearance. This is gonna cover your whole demeanor as you walk in there. Um, so we're really gonna cover all the bases. What kind of attitude you're gonna have? Are you gonna be prepared with all your paperwork? Um, so you really want to be prepared when you go in that banker's office because they don't have to give you a, they don't have to renew that note. I mean, they really kind of do because otherwise, how are you going to pay the other notes you owe them? But this one in particular, they're going to borrow you the money. Texas, we say borrow you. I don't know if everybody else says that. It may not just be a Texas thing. Landon, do you say borrow or borrow? Tell them if you can borrow me some, some money. Yeah, or that's kind of, almost kind of like the creek and crick debate, which I still don't get the crick. I don't, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. I get, yeah. I had a crick in my neck once. Yeah, I know. That's what I. That's my always my retort. A, a crick is in your neck. A creek runs through it. Or no, I guess that was a river runs a through river it. Runs through river it. runs through. Well, not here. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had some friends that were from Kansas. They always used to say crick. But I've heard people that grew up here say crick. So people in Kansas also say pop. They call coke pop. Well, Landon, that's everybody north of like Clayton, New Mexico. But uh, yeah, and I still don't get that. It was pretty funny. I when I went up to a deal, it was on the Pioneer campus up in Iowa somewhere, and they had pop. What was it the pop can recycle bins? And uh, I just it just kind of blew my mind. That was before I kind of got worldly and knew what pop meant. Instead of you know, I thought I always thought it meant kind of crack or something. But uh, nonetheless, you know, everybody comes from different worlds, and that's why we're on the Dryline Farmer Podcast to reach every corner of the country and the world. But what I'm really excited to hear about today. Is Landon's, is Landon's a, what, it wasn't really, you didn't participate, it was more of a uh, spectator sport. Landon, there was a big chick fight over by the co-op, what was this, last week? Yeah, it was Friday afternoon, we're getting ready to close up shop for the weekend. You're not going to let me properly introduce it? Oh, sorry. There was lots of flesh flying that day. It was hot and steamy, uh, it was next to one of our favorite Mexican food hangouts, and um, it was in between there, the co-op office, and the Straps gas station there on 385. It was totally awesome. And um, now, without further ado, Landon, take it away. Well, Brent, in one corner, we had Jalisco's. Just, <laughs> just kidding. No, we were, me and Dennis were sitting in the office, and uh, he's my boss. Anyway, it was kind of cloudy, and we thought we heard thunder. We knew we did. And so we ran outside to go see the rain that we were probably going to miss, and we ended up missing. But lo and behold, 100 yards away in the back of this parking lot behind Stripes are these two portly Hispanic women just throwing chingasos like, <laughs> like, like, like you can't believe. They were just going at it. Now, chingasso is? Throwing a punch. Oh, okay. Thank you. I believe. But uh, anyway, there's a couple guys around them. You know, they got their phones out. and Sadly, I wasn't Facebook friends with any of these guys, so I haven't been able to find a replay on the web. These girls are just going at it. They look like two little kids that got put on a bike without training wheels for the first time. They didn't have a clue what they were doing, but one of them was pretty bloody and they, they broke it up. And then about 18 seconds later, they were going right back at it. And this lasted a good two minutes, which is pretty long for a fight. And it was great. And so it turns out we weren't hearing thunder. We were just hearing a bunch of rights and left. 
lefts. And uh, a little bit after that, somebody drove by, and I'm sure they told them that they had called the cops or La Migra or something. And, <laughs> and I mean, everybody ran off to their cars and pilled out, and no cops ever showed up. But it was it was a good way to start the weekend. Was it like a Fast and Furious scene, Landon? Because uh, <laughs> you know, whenever they call the cops, they got like fifty or a hundred cars. All they all got parking spots on the street with no cops, like within ten miles. And then all of a sudden, the the popo are on top of them. This was this might have been like if the stand-ins were were trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to shoot a deleted scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stand-ins. So you're talking about the it was a whole lot of flesh being thrown. As, as Kramer would say, it was more like a flabby arm spanking machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we were a cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know, there's some chance they might kiss. <laughs> Chances are, Landon, these probably girls were probably kissing beforehand anyway. If these if these girls would have kissed, I'd have lost my lunch. <laughs> what time of the day was this? This is like 5.30, like we're fixing to close up shop. Oh, man. After quitting, well, that's 10, and it was a Friday too, wasn't it? Yeah, we stay open till 6. Uh, yeah, well, you stay open till 6, you work till 4. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I if, would. If even. Yeah, well, you know, that's the life down there at the local co-op. But, uh, yeah, I was real excited when you talked. I didn't hear about it on the police blotter there in Hereford on the our local radio station. That's one of my favorite things to hear at the KPAN is the police blotter. And um, you would be surprised how much goes on in the uh, metropolis of the south side of Hereford. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a great place to live. Uh, we don't really have a big uh, crime problem here at Milo Center, Texas, which is only just my family. So if anything gets stolen, we know where, who got it. It's one of the Carlsons. But uh, yeah, so that's a great story, Landon. Thanks for that. Uh, be sure not to get caught behind the stripes in Hereford, Texas, on any Friday afternoon, especially when there's a fat. A gal hanging around with a bad attitude. And to note, there is a Godfather's in that same building, so they could have been high on pepperoni. Who knows? True, but you never know. You might you might get stuck by a bitch, so. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get cut. You might get cut. Yeah, yeah cut. Yeah, you might get a pizza roller cutter thing. But, uh, so yeah, great story. Well, I said earlier, Ricardo kind of had a meltdown this week. We went ahead and let him record it, uh, the forecast this week. Um he, I mean, I do kind of sympathize with him at one point. He, uh, he's just absolutely lost it because he knows he can't tell me anything new. He knows it's not going to rain. And, I mean, all farmers, that's all they ever talk about is the too much rain. And, uh, yeah, I was looking at a lot of the ag Twitter this past week. And, I mean, they are drowning up there in the Midwest in places. And, and uh, man, I mean, it's just hard to uh, – it's hard to really – get your head around that when they're having like somebody i was listening to ag news daily this today and they said they had like what was it 10 inches in in an hour or two hours or something it was something unbelievable but nonetheless we've had 10 inches in i'd say 12 months and that all came in an in one month so yeah it, it was great and wonderful but anyway back to you know ricardo he just he can't stand it anymore he feels actually feels bad for me i feel bad for him but you know that this was the only one he mailed us, the only one he emailed us on, on this forecast. So we have to go with it because we're out of time on uh, getting a new one in. So yeah, Ricardo will be here. We're gonna have an ad this week. It's a, uh, it's actually out of England is where this uh, company first started, but it sounds more American because it's wide bodied, it's wide bodied funeral plots. People are getting so fat now, they're having to get in like the five, the five yard wheel loader in there to to cut that hole in the ground. So. That's our sponsor this week, and um, hopefully they'll stay with us for a while because I keep eating and I keep gaining weight, and I might need them here in a few years. So, Brent, is that is that like paying extra for a seat on an airplane if you're too big? Well, I mean, 
I don't know if they have armrests and coffins nowadays, but I know if you have to lift up the armrest, you're going to buy that other seat because it's just as occupied as if it wasn't. So uh, if another person was sitting there. But uh, yeah, so good point, Landon. I like that. But uh, so yeah, we're going to have our sponsor. It's actually, it's not wide body. It's actually fat ass dead guys, or I don't know what they're called, but they paid the, paid the bill. So uh, yeah, them and then poor Radar Carter is going to give his report and then it will be back with bad ways to enter your banker's office. So check it out. Old Man Flanagan here for Fat Man Burial Plots. You know, when I came to the great United States of America back in 1951, I came from the Green Isle of Ireland. That's right. We didn't have the freedoms that you have today where you could where, where you could put a dress on a man and call him a woman. We couldn't even call our boys Carol back in the 1940s. Well, that's why America is so great, because it's one thing and one thing alone. Freedom. Well, maybe food, too. And especially today on the 4th of July. We want to welcome everyone and come on over. We're open all day on the 4th of July. We want you to come and pre-plan that funeral burial plot that you will be needing for, I don't know, all of eternity, maybe? Because, let's be honest, America, we can't all survive on the brats and the beers and the steaks and all the good sausages that we eat every day, every meal of our lives. You know it. You know the end is coming when your weight and your cholesterol levels duke it out for the highest number. What about those triglycerides? They're not standing out there all alone being wallflowers. They want in on the fight, too. So they push and push to the front edge until they're triple-digit triglycerides. Lipitor, Crestor, they're impervious to your health, to the way you live your life. So come check out our triple reinforced equipment that will lower your lard ass down into the six feet underground that you will forever sleep. And since this is a holiday, we will give this one time only special. If you starred on My 600 Pound Life on the Learning Channel, we will give you a 40% discount, 40% off all burial costs the backhoe, the wheel loader, and even the forklift, triple reinforced to lower you down to the ground, will all be slashed 40%. Just give them the code, my 600 pound ass. Fat Man Burial Plots, you'll never be sorry you were dead. No, I'm not doing it anymore. Now you go do it. Fine, man. 
This is a stupid. This is for the future Americans anyway, man. <coughs> yeah, I can't handle it. This is fat man burial plots, man. You future Americans, your asses are getting so wide you can measure like three axe handles across. Fat ass burial ground. It's it's like a four yard bucket before they bury your hole in it. Come over and bring your fat ass. We know you all died of a heart attack. We know you didn't die from like overexerting yourself on a mountainside. Fat ass burial plot, only in America. Man, I pizza quit. I'm done. Damn, Ricardo, I didn't know it was going to be that bad, but I hope, boy, I just hope that wasn't at your mom's house again when you tore all that stuff up like you did last last 4th of July. You remember what happened, but uh, we're going to get that guy some Xanax, and uh, it'll all be good next week, because it's going to, well, it ain't going to rain, but it's going to do something. Hey, this week, public service announcement segment, bad ways to enter your banker's office. Here we go. I know that doesn't really fit our whole project here with the bad ways to enter the banker's office, but I kind of just like that jingle. It's real fun. But okay, so yeah, so it's the start of the year, or maybe it's the middle of the year, and you're just now starting to get that, uh, getting all your finances in line, and you've bought your seed, and maybe that ate up all of your last year's profits, and now you're starting to refresh that operating note. Well, you got to go into that banker, you got to go into town, and there's plenty of country songs that talk about going into town. The guy's got like one good suit. And he's got like 15 Tabasco ties that his mom bought him back when he was in high school. And, you know, he's all nervous and everything. Meanwhile, the guy that <laughs> never makes a crop has got golfing with the banker every other week. <laughs> but, um, Landon, you know what that's about, right? Yeah, I know who you're talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, yeah, if it were, he keeps him going. But, uh, nonetheless, yeah, um, so you go into that banker's office and you kind of, some of these guys are kind of nervous, but really the best way is to communicate with your guy. Or, in the 21st century, it could be a lady. It could be a lady banker. But, uh, so, you want to make a good impression, even if you've known the person for a while, but you don't want to go in there just kind of half-cocked, and, you know, maybe your wife, you left your wife beater on, you know. Anyway, so, we're going to let, we're going to steer you away from that with some tips. There's some good tips on what you don't really want to do when you go into the banker's office. So, we're going to start out, we're going to start out with some appearance appearance uh, advice. Probably, and, and I know we've talked a lot about this in, uh, over the past episodes, but tattoos. You probably don't want to walk in there with a new face tattoo. I mean, it's it's fine for, you know, maybe you know this is your last year. You know you're completely out of water. And um, actually, you show up with, I would say you can do all this stuff after you finalize the note. That way, and it is, you know, the last year you're going to be able to farm. Brent, Brent, what if you have a neck tattoo? Well, I mean, well, I was going to say wear a turtleneck, but that also goes against one of the rules we're going to be coming up here in a little bit. No turtlenecks. No turtlenecks are allowed. It makes you, I don't know, turtlenecks, they make you look sketchy, don't you think? Yeah, turtlenecks make people, only weird people wear turtlenecks. Well, yeah, I mean, normal people don't, don't, no, they don't wear turtlenecks. But, yeah, so appearance is big. No face tattoos. And, you know, this kind of sounds weird, but you don't really want to walk in with a good tan, especially when it's in, like, April and you hadn't had any time to go, you know, get a big farmer's tan yet. So he knows you've been out to the Bahamas or been out to Hawaii, spending all your, spending that uh, 10-cent bushel profit you made off your corn last year. So uh, that would probably be a bad idea. I've already got a pretty good tan going on my face. I've got these wide-rimmed sunglasses, and I've got, like, I got what those... uh 
racing stripes going down the side of my face and I got like big albino circles around my eyes. So, uh, but that's all truly due to farming because I waited to get it. I didn't go in there till like May. So I knew I could plausibly say that I've been working and that's where I got my tan from. But, um, so yeah, Landon, let's see any other, you got any other person, uh, personal appearance stuff to talk about on that? Well, one thing you, this is something you could do. You could just look like me. I look 20 years, I'm bald. I'm a little bit overweight. I look, I look 20 years older than I am. So when I go in, they just like pass it and tell me to get out of there. It takes, it takes a committee to, to, to certify Landon, I know. But, uh, yeah, so this, this is kind of out of left field. But if you're a white man, you should probably unbraid your cornrows. I mean, we're financing your actual cornrows. I mean, you know, if you're a black fella, you know, that's that's fine. That's your culture. But, I mean, let's be honest, white guys. You, you really think you look good? You don't look good with cornrows. So get get the rose unbraided and you'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, so, and, you know, there was, you know, there has to have been some people that um, go in there. They still got that little uh, pigtail. Remember that pigtail that used to be cool back in, like, the 80s landing? It's, he's got, it's not really a mullet. I mean, he's almost a half mullet, but then he's got that little pigtail that goes down about, Three quarters down his neck, and it's a probably a it's a it's probably a combination of about eight to ten hairs, and it's got that little it's got that little you know lower hemisphere curl to it, and uh, I mean I guess it's fine. I mean as long as you never turn your head when you're talking to the banker, it's probably okay. But um, so you know we've covered some personal appearance stuff. That's you know I mean take a shower. Obviously don't have bo. You know um, if you hooked up with a golden girl, get all that old uh, white diamonds off of your neck, you know, and uh, if you've been to the strip club, be sure to wash all the glitter off. You know, that's always a bonus unless the banker took you there on a uh, uh, customer appreciation dinner or something. You got three $3 ribeyes there at the, at the Cassidy's. But, uh, so that's all fine. Okay, now we talk about your appearance. How about your actual entry? You know, a lot of people say, you know, there's always a big deal in Hollywood about making a big entrance. Well, you know, Probably you don't want to show up in on a pogo stick. That kind of probably decreases your credibility just a little bit. I mean, if you're hopping in there like a bag, you know, they're going to really hand you over a half a mil to do, you know, 200 acres of corn. I'd use up I'd use up half my note with all the crap I destroyed if I went in on a pogo stick. <laughs> Brent, have you ever done one of those? A pogo stick? Yes. I've never done a pogo stick. I've jumped up on down on one, but... What's- What's your record for like consecutive jumps? I'm gonna say anywhere from two to fifteen. I think mine is one. <laughs> yeah, I saw you swing last week. Of course, you did tie me, so I guess I really can't say much. You don't see too many pogo sticks anymore. The only pogo sticks you see are in horror movies, where that seven year old girl's about to get murdered by that killer clown. She deserves it. Yeah, well, yeah, she's pretty damn smug, and it's always in the first five minutes of the movie, so you know they're gonna get whacked. But yeah, so pogo sticks are probably out rollerblades, especially roller skates. I mean, unless you, and if you're dressed up like Burt Reynolds on Boogie Nights, probably get a no. Actually, that's Roller Girl. If uh, you farm hers out there, don't show up as Heather Graham from Boogie Nights in your roller skate. <laughs> well, on second thought, <laughs> uh, I don't know that might work. But um, no, the farmer, the female farmers out there, they're a lot smarter than that. So no, uh, no. No, no boogie not no boogie not attire allowed at the at the banker's office. So uh you know on a pogo stick, rollerblades, I'm thinking you don't want to show up armed is is probably a good idea. You don't want to show up with the judge, the Taurus judge hanging on your hanging on your, you know, <laughs> if you have a holster, you've already got problems of your own that don't need to be that can't be uh 
they can't be confronted at the banker's office. You need to go a whole different professional area there. But um, so yeah, n- don't come armed. Uh, I mean, most of your small town banks don't have armed security there anyway. But they we are in Texas, so everybody else is armed, so it doesn't really matter. But um, so yeah, don't go in there bragging. Don't go in there bragging about your four ten slash forty five long coat. You know, snake charmer you got there on your side hip. Also, I kind of thought about this, you know, a lot of people like to hum and hum and walk at the same time or sing and walk. And, you know, there's probably a few things, probably a few artists and probably a few songs you don't want to be singing as you walk in there. I'm thinking probably the first one is take this job and shove it. That's probably not going to get you approved for an operating line of credit. Yeah, another good one is you don't want to be walking in singing mo' money, mo' problems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, who needs that, you know? But it's just... You know, it, it ran across all genres. You know, you don't want to probably come in there singing Nelly or, you know, Snoop Dogg or Kid Rock or especially Florida Georgia Line, even though, you know, it's a country. Well, they're not. Yeah. Or or, or ZZ Top's uh, Just Got Paid. <laughs> yeah. Or for you uh, female farmers out there, you could uh, come in there singing She Works Hard for the Money. That's I, I would think that'd be OK just for the fact that you're letting your banker know that you know, you're working hard for the money. I Donna Summer sang that, so I don't guess she's singing about stripping. I don't, I don't think she was singing about farming. I don't think she'd know that's true. She probably wasn't singing about Motown, wasn't singing, wasn't she Motown? I don't think she was singing about farming. But uh, yeah, what do we call Mo Money, More Problems, Money by Pink Floyd, uh, Billionaire, even though I've never heard that song. I've heard of it, but let's... Take, take the Money and Run by that, Steve Miller Band. That's after you walk out after signing it and getting <laughs> confirmed. Take the Money and Run, yeah, that's always a good one. But, uh, I mean, that's, once again, that's one of those years that you think this is your last year of farming. So, because if you sing that after and trying to get, you know, renewed the next year, you're going to have a few uh, few issues of yourself. So, you know, singing some of those songs probably ain't the best of ideas. Um, there's also, we've covered appearance. We've covered, you know, your attitude, your, you know, your persona. It's also about timing. Timing is always big in these deals. I mean, obviously, if you need the money, the time is now. But, um, you know, obviously you don't want to walk in there during like an epic drought like we're going in right now, going through right now. You know, you don't want to go through a area where there's a trough of low commodity prices, you know, like we're going through right now. Uh, you know, you don't want to. Here's a little side note. You don't want to ask for a boat note to append to attach to that operating note. It's just me, but I don't think they'd appreciate it that much. Um, even if it's like a 16-foot bay liner, you know, with like an old Evinrude on it and maybe a couple bullet holes. The only reason I'm giving such a specific example in it is because we had like a 15-foot boat that had like two 9-millimeter gun holes through the bottom of it. <laughs> and um, it had a it had a Evinrude on it, man. It would pull you up like a mother, but uh, it would also sink with the holes in the, in the uh, what was it, the bow? Yeah. Bow, stern, starboard, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, don't add that boat note and um, or that $70,000 pickup note that you probably just got the week before, before you got your operating note. So, you know, timing is always big, Landon, I, I think. You know, you never want to uh, follow in after you made a margin call on your like your orange juice futures you went short on last week, and then they had a hurricane, and it went up straight the limit for like five days in a row. Probably not a good time to do that. You know, or do the white locust and, you know, you buy that number 11 sugar or whatever number it is. You got short and it went long and everything blew up in your face. And now you're, you know, begging on the corner for 
<laughs> corn cob toilet paper. But um, so you know, this has been a little public service announcement. We think we think this will help everybody out, and um, you know, because everybody goes, every farmer goes through this. At least you know the ones that, or I don't know, all farmers pretty much go through this. But um, it's a real world. It's a real world situation that you have to go through. Uh, you know, you got to get those finances in order, and um, hopefully, you get a good ARC or PLC payment later in the year. So, and hopefully, that co-op pays out big dividends. You know, after the next harvest. So. You always got that to look forward to. But Landon, I think we've got it all covered. I think unless you can think of anything else, we're going to get on out of here and uh, watch the rain go around us. And um, I see a Hebrew guy out there with a staff, and he's spreading his arms apart, so we're screwed once again. But uh, that's not even a dry line. That's like the dry gap or whatever you want to call it. But until next time, Landon, we hope uh, everybody out there listens to us next week and uh, hold on to us and download us. And this is episode 33. And until next time, we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dry Line Farmer Podcast brought to you by Fat Man Burial Plots. Bring your fat ass, we'll put it in the ground for you. The Dry Line Farmer Podcast, all rats reserved, 2018.